This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk, the preview show. It's great to be back and previewing the Cambridge United game this weekend with a good friend and Cambridge United fan, Scott McGeorge. Just before I start, I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that voted for us in the Football Content Awards. You may have seen we're finalists, so all your votes have, have counted and we're going to be going up to Liverpool for the final, which is very exciting. You will see over the course of the next couple of days, weeks, that you can get involved again in the voting. The next vote is the most important one, so please do vote again if you've already voted. If you haven't, go on our socials and you'll find instructions on how to register your vote. So let's get on with the preview show. Scott, how you doing, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, Jamie. Yeah, congrats on the award um, and thanks very much for having me on. No, it's absolutely fine. Um, Derby fans won't know, but me and you are, are quite good friends from down back in, in Cambridge. We're actually coming up together for the game on Saturday. So that'll be an interesting car journey up, maybe car journey back as well, depending on the <laughs> on the result. Just don't leave me in Derby, will you, Scott? No, we'll see how it goes, mate. We'll see how it goes. But I'm sure, sure we can uh, get you home one way or another. Awesome. Well, want to talk all about the U's uh, tonight and just get your, I guess, thoughts on the, the fixture coming up. I just want to start by asking you to sum up the season so far from, from your point of view, Scott. Season so far has been good from a Cambridge United perspective. Um, we had a lot of change in the summer, a lot of players out of contract, so very much a new look uh, squad. But yeah, it's been a really solid start. I mean, even from the first game, um, we were sort of quite dominant winners at uh, beating Oxford at home 2-0 and they've gone on to show show some really good form since that win. Um, yeah, we, we've put, put together some really good performances and, and some really good results. I think we sit 10th. Um, uh, that's a handy position. You know, it is still very much early days, but promising sides for the new look side and squad. Um, quite exciting, and yeah, we're we as as a support base, we're we're very happy with the start we've made, and and just looking to build on it and and, and not slip. As last year, we we had a good start, and th- and then we sort of completely derailed for about six months. So uh, we certainly don't want to uh, make the same mistakes as we did last year. But the signs are, are promising. The the attendances are 
really, really good. Um, we're, we're packing the Abbey out and um, it's a good time to be a Cambridge United supporter at the moment, I would say. Yeah, definitely. If, if I'm honest, and we've talked about this um, off air and probably every week for the last couple of weeks, but I'm really surprised by Cambridge United's start. Sitting in 10th, like you say, level on points with Derby, um, which, you know, I think if that was the, if someone had told me that after eight games would be level on points with with Cambridge, I'd be wondering where we were in the league after, like you said, you losing those players over the summer. I guess just to touch on that, looking at the players that you lost, uh, Sam Smith, a prolific striker, um, Harvey Nibs, who also went to Reading as well. You lost your goalkeeper, Mitov, who had that FA Cup glory up in, in Newcastle that I'm sure people remember. And also Lloyd-Jones as well, who's gone to Charlton, who I really liked and was hoping that Derby were, were sniffing around. What was the feeling amongst the fan base when, when you lost those names? Is it a case of, OK, we understand? Or was it a case of being upset that you aren't able to retain the services of, of key players? Yeah, it was a tricky one. We knew a lot of players were coming to the end of their contracts last season, but every grain of focus and energy from the players and supporters likewise was just on staying up. Um, it, it was, you know, it was the great escape. Um, and then, yeah, come to the end of the season, I think some were offered deals, some weren't. Um, but I think some of the guys, Dimmy had been there, the goalkeeper, for six years, wanted a fresh challenge. We thought we had a chance of maybe keeping one or two, but uh, I thought maybe they, they saw their futures elsewhere and had their heads turned and probably were already eyeing up moves for, for this season, this coming season. Um, but yeah, it probably was a little bit of a blow to lose the likes of certainly Smith with, with his goals. He, he'd been very good for us. But they had been very average, you've got to remember, in that six-month period where we were on a, a terrible run, to be honest with you. Um, but but all was forgiven and they sort of redeemed themselves, the likes of Nib, Smith, etc. And they all played their part in helping keeping us up. So, yeah, but it was a bit of a, a fresh page, if you like, for, for Cambridge. And it probably needed to happen. Um, the squad needed freshening up and a little bit of a change. I, I think it's been for the better. Um, I don't think we've missed any of them so far with the players we've replaced. We've got the likes of Morrison uh, and Bennett at the back. Great experience. Okinbire uh, stepped up to the plate uh, this season and he's, sort of, he's finding the net. Ahadmi's been a useful sign-in. Um, likewise, a few others. So, yeah, I think um, certainly from a Cambridge United point of view, it's actually... Uh, it's been a good thing and, and we've recruited very, very well this year. So I'm more than happy with how the squad looks and, and I think we look a, a stronger squad than what we did last season, certainly. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned there, I mean, the experience between those two centre-backs, how many how many league appearances they've got between them, I, I don't know, but it's definitely in the, the few hundreds, probably touching the thousands, to yeah. be fair, um, looking at Morrison and, and Bennett. Um, I just wanted to touch on the Reading game because I think a few Derby fans might have seen that game on TV. It was a rare occasion where League One got the spotlight. A fantastic game. I thought Cambridge United played fantastically. Um, I wanted to pick out one player, and we've not mentioned him so far, is, is Liam Bennett, um, your, your fullback. I mean, to look at him, he looks more Cambridge University than Cambridge United, doesn't he? <laughs> um, very slight, floppy, blonde hair, but... 
really cracking player. Just just sum him up for me. Yeah, terrific player. Just belies his 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 size, his frame. He often gets targeted by the opposition. Um, he did he did the other day against Port Vale. You know they seem to sort of target Liam, but quite often they'll realise that it actually backfires because he's he's certainly not our weak link, as anyone would have seen. Um, on Sky, as you alluded to, in the, in the Reading game, he was, I think he was man of the match. He was absolutely dynamite. So, yeah, um, target him at your peril, I would say. He had a difficult afternoon um, against Port Vale Saturday, but um, much of the team were quite average for about 60 minutes. And he's a 21-year-old lad. He's he's well entitled to have a, a poor game. But, yeah, he's a, he's a bright prospect. Um, he flies, his energy is just off the scale. He'll fly up and down that right, links up with James Brophy quite well. Um, and yeah, he's he's an absolute little gem. Um, he, he went out on loan to Walsall last season. That did him the power of the good. And then he was thrown back in at the deep end in January when we were short of players and really deeply in the mire. And, and he obviously played a big part in the the staying up um, process. So, yeah, he's he's you know he's a fan's favourite and a cracking lad off the pitch. Works really hard and and it it certainly shows out on the grass. Yeah, you're right. He was man of the match. I I actually went to that game. We saw each other, didn't we, Scott? I think uh, That's it, beforehand. Yeah. And yeah, he was he was there in front of the Sky cameras and he didn't seem too phased about it at all. It was just like a another day. And for a 21 year old, I mean, Derby have got their their young players, but. Yeah, I was really, really impressed. And I think he's one that I'll potentially look at and plot the career. I'm sure you'll be hoping you can tie him down and he can stay for years to come. But this is the thing. We've already talked about players that have performed well or or average that have then gone on to the likes of Reading, have gone on to the likes of Charlton. So you almost want him to go under the radar a little bit, Scott, don't you? Yeah, really. Um, You know, he's still learning his trade and we want him... You know, to to produce the goods, you know, whilst he's wearing them, um, wearing that amber shirt. So, uh, yeah, I don't think that you know he'll, he'll be in a hurry to to be sort of looking too far ahead. But yeah, we want to we want to keep hold of him as we do, you know, every good player for as long as we can. But ultimately, you know, as a club of our size, sometimes we are, you know, I know Bonds, a manager, will, will will say, you know, as long as you help us while you're here, and and you're better when you leave when from when you first came in the door you've improved you're a better person and a better player when you leave um and and you've helped us and that's the only thing we can sort of wish for but yeah i think i think like you say hopefully we can get liam tied on a on a deal and um we see him at the abbey stadium he's still a young lad for certainly another season or two for sure definitely definitely and a word on there, you've just mentioned uh, Mark Bonner. Mark Bonner, who comes from the same village as me. He was born and bred in the same village as me. He's a Cambridge lad. He used to deliver his paper, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's my claim to fame. Yeah, there's my crazy. claim to fame. But I mean, looking, and I've, I've spoke to people locally that, that know Mark well. He's played, you know, Colts football and, and adult football across Cambridge. And his come up is, is amazing. I mean, he was football in the community which is pretty much teaching kids on a you know in the evenings to, to play football just in the community and he's gone from that to, to Cambridge United's ma- manager I mean it's it's kind of you know the stuff of dreams really but he's honestly one of the nicest men I've met and you know he's he's a fantastic manager as well and I think 
there was all that speculation when the Rotherham job came up, ironically, because obviously Paul Warren had come to Derby. Just sum him up for me and, and how happy were you that he decided to stay with the U's? Yeah, as you said, it, you know, I know sort of Bonds reasonably well. He's he's an absolute gentleman and a top, top guy off the pitch. Um, what he's done and, and the rise from, like you say, the, 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 the lesser jobs at the club, he, he's gone right through the system. Um, and it's just, yeah, he, he was right place at the right time. Um, he'd seen a lot of regimes and worked within regimes with different managers, i.e. Richard Money, Colin Calderwood, Sean Derry, Joe Dunn, um, and then, you know, done well in the interim and got the job himself. Um, so, yeah, he's done a done a superb job. It's almost unheard of that someone at a club would, would go through them processes and find themselves in the hot seat themselves. So, yeah, Mark's a, a great guy. He's still learning on the job as 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 is Liam Bennett, who we just spoke about. But yeah, he's 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 terrific. He, he's bright, fresh. Um, his interviews, even opposition fans will will comment and say, "What a guy! What a manager you've got there." He doesn't come out with all this sort of bitter nonsense that you sometimes hear. He says it how it is. Um, I understand he's a very, very good man manager. He's very personable and good with the players. I know that he's popular with the players. Um, he's a great guy and, and as a supporter, it, you know, it means so much that he's a Cambridge United fan at heart. You know, you just can't beat that really. Um, yeah, uh, obviously <laughs> it was a bit of a tricky one last season because, we, as I said, we'd started the season really well. Rotherham came in. We thought we'd lost him, to be quite honest. I remember refreshing Twitter all day that day when there was speculation that he was there for the talks just expecting to see Bonds there holding up a red Rotherham scarf. And, and it never came as the day went on. So it was quite a tense day. So we obviously, we didn't want, to, didn't want to lose him. You know, he'd got us promoted into League One, the highest, highest position we'd been in a long time. So, um, yeah, it was a worrying sort of day. But, yeah, obviously, uh, as the day went on, it became less likely. And then the news that was that he was, he was staying put. He'd made the decision to stay. So we were over the moon. But... After that, um, yeah, as I say, we we endured quite a tricky season with a with a yeah an absolutely brilliant ending, um, and kept, he kept us in the division. And uh, you know, he, he would have learnt so much from last season. I've no doubt he's such a bright guy, doing all of his qualifications um, as, as he's managing. Um, so yeah, he'd have learnt tons from that. And, and the same mistakes that were made last season won't be made going forward so delighted to have Mark Bonner and and yeah he's just signed a long-term deal so um yeah really chuffed that he's he's still here with us yeah it looks like he's he's here to stay like you say after signing that long-term deal I think he's a great guy I wish him all the best I don't wish him the best on on Saturday obviously <laughs> I can't do that but um throughout the season I there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I think, uh, yeah, he'll have, like you say, he'll have a lot of fans and not just Cambridge United fans. I think he comes across so well that he'll have opposition fans and, and just the the genuine general football world wishing him wishing him the best so um yeah that's a that's a really nice uh you know sum up of of mark bonner there um we've talked a, a bit about players i guess and, and maybe focused on those players towards the the back of the team in, t- in terms of morrison and the two bennett's i'm thinking on saturday who's going to cause us the most problems who should be who should we watch out for scott yeah, it's a tricky, tricky one, that, Jamie. I mean, we haven't got anyone that really stands out. You could say he's the star man. At the moment, I would actually say the subs. So whoever's on the bench, I would be wary of them. Because to be quite honest, the last three games, certainly, they're fresh in the memory. Wigan away, Reading at home and Port Vale on Saturday. The subs have changed the game. Um, we've got a good, deep squad. Um Probably the person that I would have to mention is, is Fajiri Okunabire. Um, He's had a great start, but he, he's like Cambridge United's answer to Oli Gullis-Solskjaer at the moment. He just can't stop scoring from the bench. So um, we're kind of torn between should he start because he's having such a great impact when, when he's coming on on about the 60th minute. So it's dividing um, dividing the fan base at the moment, you know, should 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 Fajiri start. So you would have to say Fajiri. Um, just because he, he's got that striker's knack back after a, a lot of trouble with injury. You know, he's had a good, clear pre-season and he, he's in great shape. Um, and he's got one of them knacks of just finding the right positions in the box and he can finish. Um, so I would say, you know, for Jiri, um I like James Brophy again. He divides opinion with the fan base, but he's very quick, good with one, you know, one-on-one um, up against defenders. He has to do a lot of tracking back. Um, but yeah, he carries the ball well and he can carry a threat when we go forward. So um yeah, they're probably two I would I'd probably keep an eye on. Yeah, you mentioned Brophy there. I think he was probably Cambridge United's best player last year at Pride Park. And I think he was actually playing out of position, if I if I recall. Yeah. I think he was playing left back. I think he did, yeah. He's quite versatile down the left and he's equally quite effective at left back because he's got that real good whip of speed. He can recover and uh, and yeah, make them sort of uh, challenges with, with that whip of speed that he's got. But yeah, anywhere down the left. But um, if you've been a little bit picky, sometimes his end product or goal returns not what it should be because he's he's got it in his locker. But um, yeah, he's a player that yeah, running with a ball at speed, he you know he really can get get at you, which yeah, is, always helps. Yeah, for sure. And have you seen this season, uh, Cambridge? differ between home games and away games in terms of style of play or do you think there's just that one brand of of football that that Bonner likes to play yeah good question um away form is something we need to to improve certainly even looking back from last season it was pretty dismal um we had a terrible day at Leighton Orient um earlier on in the season um we did beat Fleetwood but it is something we need to look at the away form and and try and pick some points up on the on the board. Um, 
games like Derby Saturday, it's clear that you'll have a, an awful lot of the ball. We will have to be um, compact and organised. Um, and, and then ultimately, yeah, we've got to be good when we get on it, when we do have our, our times of possession um, and know when to keep it, know when to go forward. And, and yeah, we're pretty handy on the counter-attack. But um, I'm sure Paul Warren would have uh, done his homework and he'll know what we're about. But um, sometimes it's, it's knowing what a team's going to do, but it's it's stopping them. So, as I said, we've got some quick players, some dynamic players. And um, I would hope we would just stay stay in the game, really, for as long as possible. And and again, I, I think subs, you know, could be could be important for us. If we can just stay live and stay in the game, it's going to be a tough one. But as I say, we've got to keep our shape um, and, and try and frustrate Derby and perhaps get the crowd, um, you know, a little bit impatient. You know, when you go to these big stadiums, that's, that's what you have to do. But there would be a little bit of a difference. You know, the Abbey's a lot tighter. The, the pitch dimensions are as small as you can make them. So going to Pride Park from the Abbey's is big. It all of a sudden seems massive and and. You know, it's a little bit of a different proposition for us. So, yeah, we we have to set up a little bit different, but yeah, just just be um, just be ultra organised and and very good on the ball when we when we're in possession. I would say. Yeah, and I think you know what, looking at, at teams that come to to Pride Park, that's what they know. That's how they want to play. They want to play compact. They want to see the fans not getting behind the team and and getting impatient, like you say, and then when you get the opportunity, which you will, because we could play bottom of the league and they'll get a couple of chances. But if you can take them chances, then then who knows? Um, Derby obviously coming off the back of a good away win um, last time out and then a, a win in the, the Papa John's before that. So we'll be hoping we can we can sort our form out and, and get a win. But I do think it will be a bit a bit tighter than maybe some people would believe, really. Where do you think the weaknesses are that Derby could potentially exploit then, Scott, in terms of how are Derby going to win this game, in, in your opinion? Um, there's, one, there's one good player that, that stood out when we played Derby last year is Mendes Lang. He was on loan at the, the Abbey many years ago. Um, yeah, he, he's, you know, he's looked very good when we've seen him play and come up against him. You know, he's very, very direct and you know, can get a good cross in the box. So he's someone we'll have to be aware of. Um, I like our centre-backs, uh, Michael Morrison and Ryan Bennett. They come with heaps of experience, but they're probably not the quickest. So if you could get in behind us and, and turn us on, on, you know, in the big spaces on Pride Park, that would, you know, that would be a little bit of an issue. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah, I guess that, and again, like say some people target target Bennett because of his his size and stature, they'll probably put someone on that's six foot plus and hit diagonal aerial, aerial balls. That can sometimes happen. Um, Port Vale did have a little bit of joy doing that on Saturday. Uh, as I say, it probably wasn't Liam's finest game he's had, but he does normally cope really well with that. So, um, yeah, they're probably, I would say, probably our weak, the weaknesses. Um, and sometimes when, if we're playing someone like Derby, who's going to have a lot of ball, we can't afford to be wasteful and keep turning possession over when we've got it because if we do, it comes back quick, the pressure's more, uh, and you just end up penned in and and eventually you know you, you'll cave in and the opposition will score. So, yeah, I think that's the key when we go away from from home is being really clever and smart on the ball. Yeah. 
Well, you went away to Wigan, and I know you went to that game because I saw it on your on your socials. And yeah. I mean, Wigan are probably the best team that I've seen at Pride Park this season. And you, you know, you only lost there two one. Um, I don't know what happened in that game, but just by the score, it would suggest that you probably played in that way. And you know, it wasn't a a cricket score by any means. It doesn't really feel like Cambridge United are going to turn up and and get rolled over. Um, I know you say you've had a bit of struggle on the road, but it doesn't feel like you've, you know, you've been handed a thrashing. I mean, Derby fans will be hoping that maybe happens this weekend, <laughs> but yeah, it, it feels like you know you, you you will play in the right way and and keep it kind of tight. I suppose that uh, yeah goes quite nicely into to getting my your prediction for the the game and, and my prediction as well, Scott. What what do you think the score is going to be, and and who would be your scorer if you've got one? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, good question again, Jamie. I mean, it's uh, as I say, it's um, it's a game we're going to have to just stay live in. Even if we do go at a goal down, don't let two or three follow because it could be a long afternoon. Then you know, going to a, you know, I guess what will be a full full Pride Park, and you know, it becomes a daunting place to play football. Then, um, so it's just yes, we've got to start the game well. We can't be too negative and, and curl up and, and sit in because, again, that's just inviting pressure on. Um, so, yes, just being brave on the ball, defending well, keeping a good shape, um, you know, not making any sort of fundamental errors, obviously. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to it. I think we'll have, uh, yeah, I'm hoping we'll get towards 2000. Um, that always helps in the corner there, you know, roaring the, the boys on. Um Yes, it's a toughie. You're fully expected to win. You're one to two, one to two on when I looked earlier on. So, yeah, it's a game where we're we're firm underdogs. I'd be, it's probably an obvious thing to say, to say, but I'd be delighted with a point at Derby. I'd take that and and take you home and run home with a point. Um, so yeah, I'll go for one each and 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 Fajiri coming off the bench if he starts on the bench and, and doing what he does best. Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer-esque. Hopefully, well, hopefully not. It'll be in the last minute. Um, <laughs> that would uh, that would be pretty awful for for Derby fans. We don't need that kind of drama at Pride Park at the moment. Um, I I think it's like I said earlier. I think it's going to be a bit tighter than everyone would make you believe. Um, given what I've just said about you keeping it tight on the road and you know not being really kind of hit for three or four or five or anything like that. So. I'm going to go for a 2-1 victory for Derby and I'm going to go for another two James Collins goals. I think he's starting to find his form and, and if he starts, which I'm hoping he will, um, I think he could get another couple of goals like he did at the Abbey last season. So that's uh, that's my prediction. But good yeah, player, Scott, Collins, yeah. Good player. He is, yeah. I think he's come under a little bit of criticism this year. I think actually people have too high standards for him. Um, because he was that player that banged in all those goals a few years ago. People seem to think he's still the the same player, but he's very hot and cold. He'll put it either in Rosette or in the top corner. And at the moment, it seems to be going in his favour. So, yeah, hopefully that will uh, that will continue. But, yeah, like I said, Scott, we're going to the, the game together um, on Saturday. So I'll be taking you around some of the, the derby joints and, uh, yeah, I'll buy you a, a couple of pints. And and on that, I just wanted to say we will be raising a, a toast this weekend, a little bit of a celebration for Scott's auntie, Ali, who ironically was a massive Derby fan. 
Um, she had the Cambridge and Derby connection just like myself. And I had lots of family dues where I'd speak to Ali about the Rams and uh, she was so knowledgeable. And I know she had a, a really great job um, working at St. Uh, St. George's Park as well, Scott. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have a drink for her and, uh, yeah, celebrate, celebrate Auntie Ali. Yeah, thanks for them kind words, Jamie. Um, yeah, it's uh, you know, short illness for, for poor Ali there. We, you know, family sort of been rocked and a bit devastated by it. She was, you know, really, really lovely lady. Um, very well respected in the game, as you alluded to. She was a director of the League Managers Association at St George's Park. And, and she was very, very highly thought of by a lot of the managers as she was their go-to and, and, and their union. So, um, yeah, she'll be massively missed there. Um, Richard Bevan put a lovely statement out on the LMA um, website. Um, uh, there will be a celebration of her life coming up. But, yeah, I no, appreciate that. You know, she was a lovely, lovely lady. And, yeah, she'll be missed by all. And, and it's a, as you said, it's a poignant fixture. So, uh, yeah, it will be one. We'll be, as you said, raising a glass to, to Auntie Ali. So, appreciate that, Jamie. Thank you. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks so much for, for listening. Um, it's been great to have you along, Scott, to give us the the insight into the use this weekend. Like I said at the top of the show, if you could vote for us again in the content awards, that would be great. You will see all that information come out on our socials over the course of the next couple of days and, and weeks ahead of that uh, final ceremony. Um, Scott, just left for, for me to say to you, thanks so much for coming along and, and do I get the front seat on Saturday? <laughs> well, you are quite tall, so I'd already, uh, yeah, it's only a little Mercedes A-class, so yeah, I've already done the measurements and yeah, you'll probably be in the front, but could be on the boot, in the boot on the way home. It all, it all depends how we feel and what way it's gone. If we, if we win, you can sit in the front on the way back. How's that? Sounds good. Well, for that reason, I'll, I hope I'm I'm sitting in the back of the boot. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Cheers, Scott. Brilliant. Thanks for having me on, Jamie. Thank you, mate. No worries. See you Saturday. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.